Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net. Did you just touch your microphone? No, absolutely not. <laughs> My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from soundtownsendmusic.gw. GW. GW. Oh, soundtownsendmusic.net. This, this is a tough one, I think. Is it? I chose the country before I knew what the, the code was. Does it start with G? Turn your, turn your phone off. This is a I shambles. Have to turn my, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I have to turn my phone off. I don't know why that happened. Does it start with G? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, it's not Ghana. It's not Germany. No. I'm going to go for um, Guernsey. Guernsey, no. I mean, it is a toughie. It's Guinea-Bissau. Yeah, I was never going to say those two words. In, Have in, I done that already? Who knows? Did I don't I, think so. Did I fail to get it previously? Get out of Africa, man. I'm stuck in Africa. You are, you're like Mel Gibson. I've got like 15... <laughs> no, you're, 15 not, you're not like Mel Gibson. No, <laughs> I've got 50, about 15 websites based in Africa now. I'm <laughs> you have, huge. You have. Is it you that's sending out all those uh, emails about Nigerian princesses? Well, I have started doing that. Uh, it, you know, just as a sideline. Well, during during the during the virus, during you the might as well do something. Thought, well, why not? I'll start that old scam up. Yes. Right. Well, I say, I stand on the on the verge of a precipice. Do the you? Oh, you do. You do. I'm going back to work tomorrow uh, on Monday. Oh, so how many weeks off has that been? That's a lot. I think it's like nine or ten. Yeah. Now I would say that I'm desperately disappointed. Um, no. However, I can't. No, <laughs> I can't, don't say that. I can't say that. I'm, I, to be honest, I'm not disappointed. I'm, I'm looking forward to going back. So, um, and I have been. I, it's not been a case of, you know, staying off work for the sake of it. And I've, I have been keen to get back. So I am actually, despite you know what, it, having time off is nice, but enforced time off for so long is not that great. Enforced time off, and you can't actually do anything. Right. Today we are talking about. B-sides again. We have done B-sides part one, and we're now moving on to where we did, I think, six B-sides. We're moving on to B-sides part two, and we take as inspiration a list on YouTube. If you yes. search for Red Hot Chili Peppers B-sides, a list by, what's the... The great uh, man. Uh, Vinci Joe, the Joe. Mm. Vinci, V-E-N-C-I, then D-J-O, and we're just running through that in order. So we, we, are. we have today... We have today, he says, trying to unplug his tablet. Half a dozen B-sides. And I, I will just just add to that. The great thing about doing it this way is that we get, we've got six today. We've done, have we done six or 12 previously? Six. Six. And I don't, as far as I can tell, they're not in any particular order. So, no, they're not. Um, it's quite nice that we don't necessarily know what we're going to be getting. But I have to say that today we're getting six pretty decent uh, tracks yeah last time was a bit of a mixed bag but this is wall-to-wall quality this is solid and it's nice that they all come from a from a similar kind of era as well they do indeed they do so we're going to be looking at funny face out of out of range mercy mercy a certain someone teenager in love and rivers of avalon Mm, which is the sequel to rivers of babylon it certainly is now uh just might be worth noting that this week there was that Dub Lab broadcast with Flea and John. There was, yes. Chat, did you listen to that? Last Saturday. 
I did, yeah. I was well. I was able to hear it. I think I think there was a, a slight overload in the in the system, uh, but I was able to listen to some of it live, and then I, I caught up with the rest on Sunday morning. Yeah, I couldn't get onto their website at all on on no. The, the I, 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 yeah, I got it. It kept dropping out, and then I was able to, I was able to get back on. So first half an hour I, of the chat I heard live, and then picked up on the rest of it but um yeah it was it was enjoyable it was great to hear that you know flea and john speaking live main comments was it live it wasn't live when i listened to it no it was well on saturday it was live when i listened to it main comments being people couldn't tell their voices apart when they sound completely yeah. different yeah i don't have that problem personally and that john's voice was a bit deeper Yes. Now, yes. D- did you think his voice his voice was maybe marginally deeper? I didn't. Had I not it, been reading those comments, I don't think I'd have been sat there thinking. Agreed. I am John Fusante. Agreed. I, I I I didn't strike me at the time, but once I when I was listening to it on YouTube and reading the comments, I did. I I do agree. I do agree with that, but it's not massive. Right. No, not massively deeper. No, but he still does smoke a lot, by all accounts. Yeah. Hmm. Jonathan. Uh, John. Fair enough. Um, and just quickly, I want to say that we've, we have anointed a Canadian ambassador. Adam McGregor wrote in, requesting to be the, uh, Can- the ambassador for Canada. Or Other ambassadors can come from Canada. He's currently the only one. But it was nice to get another country under our belts. To be entirely accurate, he he is an ambassador from Canada. He is an ambassador from Canada. Well, at the moment, he's the Canadian ambassador. He's not. Yes, there's he no is. such thing. No, he's not. There's no such thing as a country and then the ambassador anymore. We had to knock that on the head. When all when, of our ambassadors are valued extremely highly, but none of them have the right to to any one country. Well, surely if you're the only ambassador in a certain country, until a second person applies, you are the ambassador, and then we demote you down to just being Exactly. This is what we don't want to be doing. We don't want to be demoting... Don't want to be demoting people. No, so we start on a flat level. A level playing field. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and, and I think flat level's better. Yeah, we start on a flat level. An interesting <laughs> email came in from Andy Mason as well, who said that he had been... Yeah. He found the podcast on his podcaster provider of choice that does my words not his and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um was then very surprised to find out that he, yeah he lives in the same t- we live in a small he lives, town he lives 10, minute, 10 minutes down the road from us yeah <laughs> incredible so that's a, a genuinely a small world yeah well i think that's just just wonderful really um now i just heard you crack open a mm. what, what are you drinking today well, this isn't today's sponsor, but I am prepared to uh, divulge that I'm drinking a Thatcher's Gold cider. Very tasty. Is it because it's so incredibly warm that you're drinking cider? That is exactly right. It's about 25, I'd say, outside. So um, it's at that point that I, not always, but sometimes switch to the apples. Well, quite. Uh, I'm sticking with the lager. I've just put it in the fridge. Yeah, well, and no, yeah, absolutely. I put my cider in the fridge as well. Now, just just two boys on a red hot chili peppers podcast boasting that they both got fridges. I've got a fridge. Yeah, yeah, I have. I've got a freezer as well. Yeah, I've got a freezer too. 
<laughs> I've, got two, oh, well, I've got two freezers. Wow, I, I haven't. I've only got one. And I've got today's sponsor, who we'll come to later on, who's yes, sponsoring me. Oh, um, you've got a sponsor, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. keeping what, my beers cool. For the first time? No, no, same sponsor as um, a fortnight ago. What was it? I can no longer remember. Uh, generic Blue Cool Box. Oh, gen- oh yes, indeed. And so uh, of that's full of he ice. Does, he does a great job every week. Right, shall we move on to B-side number one? And we covered everything off. We've had, we've had quite a lot of emails this, in the last fortnight. But yes, we've had um, a chap called uh, Pedro's been emailing in with some points yeah. and, and tips. And, uh, not Very tips. nice to hear from Pedro. Yeah. Um, so thanks, mate. And uh, I've, I've started my first ever Twitter poll about the best John Frusciante era song. Indeed, that's going down an absolute storm as we speak. It certainly is. I'm going to post off the second lot of um, round one options later on. That's tonight, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting my votes in. Proof if proof were needed that even if you are 42, you can master the Twitter poll. Well, exactly. And I did just want to speak about this briefly, if I may. Go on, then. Should, is, this a behind, is this behind-the-scenes conversation or something you want to talk about on air? No, something on there. Um, I've, I've voted uh, on round one, part one already. But when I vote for these things, and I, I just wanted to get a feel whether any, anyone else feels this as well, is I think sometimes my voting is affected by what I think is going to be the winner. Well, for some be. reason, for some reason, I want to vote for the song which has got the highest percentage of votes. Wait, that's because you are a lemming. No, I a know. It, normally, it, it, uh, it agrees with me. But to some, I just feel like, I don't know whether it's just my personality. I, I almost feel like it's a quiz. <laughs> like, there's, like there's, you know, like if you, if you get the one that's got the highest percentage, you've got the right one. Well, how are you getting on so far? Uh, well, reasonably well. I mean, six, six out of six. To be honest. So yeah, some yeah, some of them have been fairly one-sided. It has to be said. Yes, I mean sometimes you get a really tough group of four, and sometimes yeah. you you get you don't. And thanks to Red Hot Chili Potatoes, who did actually did the hard work and randomised the songs for me, and then sent me over the lists. That made my you life did. a lot easier. And yes, sometimes it, you get really there's a couple of tough, really tough groups coming up, um, coming up in the next round, or, or you know the the next part of round one. And round it's one, part two. difficult to see the, some of these songs go. Yeah, indeed. I mean, going against what I just said, I did vote for My Lovely Man, which is coming in a distant second to uh, If You Have To Ask. Indeed, yeah. I vote, uh, well, I didn't vote, but I, 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 I kept pressing My Lovely Man, but I couldn't, it wouldn't work for me because yeah. it's, my, it's my poll. But I know that If You Have To Ask is, is extremely popular for, for, for good reason, but we both love... My lovely man, don't we? We so. do love my lovely man. We love it. Anyway, let's move on. Yes, to to, to um, B sides section of this particular chessboard. Okay, B sides. Funny face. You're my angel, baby. You're my darling. You're my Deep 
Right then, we come out of funny face. Funny face. I had that extremely loud, and I found that thoroughly enjoyable. Samuel. It's 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 a great song, actually. Really, is a great song. Be- I think I think I think before we go into any of this, we need to say A side or B side. Why it? Why are these B sides? <laughs> That's a very good question because most of these songs are ninety percent, if not a hundred percent, album ready. They, yeah. they maybe oh, yeah. they maybe just lack the final mastering pass or or something like that, but. Uh, but they're ready, these these songs are ready to go. Why is yeah? Why is that not on Stadium Arcadium? But for example, um, I don't want to don't so want to. So many others. So are. many others are on there, which I don't want to discuss yet. Yeah, why is, I think I think Stadium Arcadium is particularly open for scrutiny here. Yes, and scrutinise it, we shall. You will now. A lot of the people on the comments on the on a lot of these songs were saying when the B side's better than the 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 A side. Yeah. Let's ask this question of everyone. Is mm. Funny Face better than Snow? No. No, I agree. Um, but I think Funny Face is a very good song. It just so happens that Snow is, is an exceptional track. Yes. And, and Funny Face really is good. It's got, yeah, um, Funny Face is better than a lot of songs on Stadium Arcadium, I, I'd say that. Of which we are contractually obliged not to talk about just yet. No, we won't, we won't, you know, we won't name names at this point. But I think we can say that, well, I, th- I can certainly speak for myself when I say that I, I like this song more than some other songs that made the album. But we can't name names. But of course, that's only, you know, I listen to this and say it's a better song. But there are other reasons why Funny Face might not have made it. You know, too similar to songs that they wanted to put on. Yeah, I think that's the case um, with, at least, with at least one of them coming up. Yeah, so there are there are multiple factors at play here, and we you know we can't just say I like it better than X. It might be that there just wasn't space for this particular style of track. Although having said that, you know it comes in with a great scar feel, and there's not a great deal of scar on Stadium. So scar tissue. You know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, I um, enjoyed that. Uh, that was that was a great uh, a great joke. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. I say, Scar. You know, it, it, it's a Scar song. They've done it before with B sides. They don't seem. To we, we had it with kid. Joe, didn't we? we? Had it with Joe yeah, last time. Yeah, yeah. And they don't. But um, you know, it's right up my alley. It is. This is right up my alley. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I love <laughs> the rock organ, the kind of rock organ Hammond organ sound, yeah. sound that they have across this song and across. Quite a few of the songs we're going to be talking about together. On the intro, yeah. on, the, on the intro, which is the verse turnaround, you get those kind of single chord stabs. Yeah, uh, it's great. Oh, that's that's that that yeah, that's lovely. I, I would just like to point out that um, chocolate oranges after, are available from Rollinsons. Yeah, after the sort of first rotation of the first chorus, John brings in his second his second guitar. Yeah, and and that and it's a it's a more sort of clean and pure secondary sound and it's lovely it changes throughout doesn't it his that second layer it sort of builds into something a bit heavier well it does and that that first that that drop that dropping guitar line there that kind of clean dropping guitar line it's nice because it the first time it drops down four notes if you like each one yeah. a little a little a little pattern but the second time it goes down 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 then up the octave for the final one 
leading nicely into the into the next part of the song. So yeah, it's just nice nice songwriting. It is, yeah. And it, I mean, it's it's lovely. It, it, not only is it great songwriting, but it sounds nice. It does sound nice. I'll give you that. You know, that, that. That sounds simplistic, but sometimes when you when when that second guitar comes in, it just lights something up in my brain, which says, "I like that." And that's what I'm after sometimes. So I like that. you like that a lot. I like that a lot. So um, yeah, you have that nice um, that nice piece in the, into the chorus. You go from that yes. clean dropping guitar into that 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 moog moogafuga because it's a it's a stadium yeah. it's a stadium track isn't it and it's the effect that's used on danny specifically yes. but across quite a lot of um a lot of stadium yeah i think although this song does have you know does have a slightly different sound to a lot of the songs on stadium there are without a shadow of a doubt some some serious stadium sort of signature sounds here and I, yeah, that's definitely one of them. Give me two seconds. I'm, j- I'm just going to re- reach for my stadium notes from a few weeks back. Oh, oh okay. Phil, Phil. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I mean, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course, are a band which formed in the 1980s. And uh, from there, they were able to form a decent following. How did you uh, get on? After their first couple of albums. I think, it, you know, I think I held my own. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I went, I went into a... Why? What did you do that for on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think people will, will almost unanimously write in in support for that, for the quality fill. Please do, yeah. Please email in and um, let us know. Yeah, the Moogafuga Murph. Oh, uh, yeah. God, the Moogarutha. Yes. Cool. So... Still coming back to me. And we should say that um, hopefully we'll get some tennis soon and then we'll be able to... To reconvene with Rusks and Tennis. Oh, absolutely. We did have, um, we've had a couple of correspondence about the Rusks and Tennis podcast, so. I think it's going to be big. Well, I watched Boris Becker winning Wimbledon in 1985 on YouTube a few days ago. That's mm. perfect fodder. And I was eating a Rusk. Perfect fodder for the Rusks and Tennis podcast. Well, I've bought in a load of Rusks. Yeah. Um, I had one, we had a barbecue earlier. I popped one on. And it, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was, it was a delight in a bun with a bit of ketchup. Look, I, look, rusks are delicious. Now, let's draw a line under the rusk chat. Barbecued or otherwise. Yeah, indeed. I've never barbecued a rusk. So, um, going into the second chorus, you don't have that. It misses that, that section, you know, that clean guitar section. It goes straight into the... Um, yeah. It goes... Yeah, it, it misses you're the reason why section and goes straight into the... Um, it, you know, it must have been your love. Swan sounds great on that chorus. He really digs into some of those it musts. Yeah, he does. He he gives it that kind of um, sort of reverberation. Yeah, yeah. The uh, back of the is, throat. Yeah, and it's, it, it, it is nice. It, it's nice. But I, I mean, I, I actually, during my, my note-taking lessons, I think I would have, I've written that I would have preferred another, you know, another verse there. Have you had lessons on note-taking? Well, I've, I've only taken notes on two songs. Oh, right. So, <laughs> so, so the lessons aren't going very well. Yeah, it's, well, at the moment, they've sort of said to me, take notes on one third of the, the, the source material. Yeah, and, and you'll, you'll move on to doing all of them, presumably. I think sometimes the reason songs don't get picked is because they maybe have just more of an unconventional structure. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's that's probably right. And I, I think I've I've gone on record as saying, not necessarily here, but some some songs with the chilies in particular. Sometimes the, the chorus just isn't there. Hmm. Like, um, what's it called? That one. That one that we did last week. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Um, um, but but I don't necessarily think that's the case here. What are your on, thoughts girl. on? Yeah, exactly. What, although that did make the album. What are your thoughts on the vocal interplay with the trumpet solo? Oh well, it's it's the flumpet versus the swan. Mm. I, I I've put down. It's really cute. The swan sounds really cute. He's, yeah, I, he sounds so so good. In, across this song, he sounds great. But I especially like the playful nature of that bit. Yeah, I like it, but as as someone who 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 has sort of got a history of listening to ska music, I actually would have preferred to hear just the just the trumpet on its own there. I, well, as I think, as someone who doesn't have a history of listening to ska music, I, yeah. I like the swan getting involved. No, I like it as well. Sounds like I you do. Don't. Sounds like you don't. No, I do, but um, I just I just because there. There isn't. It's not a long trumpet section, is it? So no. I just, I just feel like it could have been left alone to be, you know, just a little trumpet interlude. But I don't dislike what the Swan did. I don't want to come across as if that's the case. Well, there is a very small part of that section where, right at the end, the Swan stops and Flea does a little trumpet run. I know. Um, out of that section, it's very nice. It's very nice. Imagine if the trumpet had been left alone to do that all the way through the section. That's what I'm saying. Well, even before we get to the trumpet bit, there's, an- there's another section, the, the You're My Angel section, mm. which has a lovely sweeping arpeggio guitar. Uh, and it's just yeah. another layer, John, John bringing in another layer. And then um, I love rock organ. And the second half of that section, You're My Angel. Rorgan. Rorgan, exactly. The organ comes in and it builds in volume as it's as yes. it's being played, so it gets quite loud towards the end. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I use I use the organ a lot when I record. You do, yes. You are a, you keep your organ under your bed, don't you? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a keyboard with a organ effect. Can you you can't fit a, a, a proper organ under your bed? You can't. It's too big. No, that's true. Yes. Now, moving out, when we go back to the You're My Angel section, after the, after, after, that, after the chorus, that section repeats again. And, of course, they build and build, and you get John singing an octave up there. Yeah. And what I like about this is last time Chad was playing the hi-hat, and this time he really opens the song up by starting to play the ride cymbal, and he's playing it like double time or something, like ding, 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 ding. Very interesting. And on that point, let's go to our man in the northeast and see what... Uh, Jack Johnson's got to say about the drums. Well, the JJ is—he's—he's not. There's not a great deal here because it is a fairly straightforward song in terms of the drums, but he does say uh, that he—he he basically plays the same thing, and then at three twelve he opens up uh, to—I don't know what he says here. He just says, I, "I'm sorry, sorry, Jack. I've only just received this email." But you Let's can just, read, can't you? I can, I can read. Suffice to say, he basically says that he loves John's guitar work on this song. And the drums are pretty straightforward. I'll just try and do a better job on the next one. That was an a- absolute disgrace. Now, that was an abomination. I'm, I'm going to make up to Jack. I'm going to mention his YouTube channel. Because you've, that, okay. that, was, that was awful. 
Oh, um, no. <laughs> Jack's, Jack's a, a multi-hyphenate, as we've said before. He's a drum ambassador um, for this podcast. But he is a comedian, stand-up, um, musician, rapper, all sorts of things. He's uh, a triple threat. Or at least a triple threat. Maybe even a quadruple or a five-times threat. Man. A tetrapack threat. I can't believe I've just done such a bad job on reading his email. Oh, I know. Now, um, if you search on, there's a couple of Jack Foxes on YouTube. Oh, yeah, he goes under the name Jack Fox when he's as, as an artist. So um, search YouTube Jack Fox, but if you specifically search Jack Fox, drive a car with your eyes closed, that's one of his tunes, and that will definitely put him top of the search. And um, drive a car with your eyes closed is a belter of a track. It is a belter. So, um, yeah, go and check that out. And um, just want to say, before we... Before we started recording, we were talking about another podcast that we both listened to that was being hosted by stand-ins this week, and you criticised the presenter for not being able to read an email properly. Well, I didn't read out loud there. I was trying to summarise what you said whilst also continuing to record the podcast. <laughs> well, he failed miserably. We saw what happened. But basically, there's not a great deal to say about the drums in, in Funny Face. That's what, that's what I think Jack was getting at. Uh, and, uh, you know, I hope he'll forgive me. We're moving on. Now into the last section, the lopsided eyes and a crooked frown section. So another section, yes. John's coming in with the high R's and Fle- the high backing vocals. And Flea is playing a very busy high bass line there. So Flea's yeah. evolving the song. And then we're into the guitar solo, the, the outro solo. What do you think of the outro solo? Well... I have to say that here I've written. Um, you have trouble reading it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all over the place here. I'm sorry, sorry, boys and girls. Right. Come on, man. <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> I can only bear with you for oh, so long. Here we go. So, yeah, no, sorry. Here, I've written possibly a little ill fitting. Ooh. But actually, when I listened to it then, I didn't, I didn't think that at all. Hang on. Mm. You just burnt John. I know. But I, I, I'm not sure. I thought that the other night, but now I like it. And then, I, then, I've put, it then it fills out and settles in. Well, well done for, man, for read, managing to read that in the end. Um, yes. I find it to be quite a slay, like a scar tissue guitar solo from Slane. Yeah, it sounds a lot like the the kind of the second one I think of the three solos he plays at Slane has that kind of descending feel to it at times. Yeah, and, and then uh, when he cracks those notes as well. Yeah, I, I, it's it, it's interesting because you get the the main guitar, but then in the right ear comes in another guitar playing yeah. different. Oh stuff, yeah, and then it disappears it, again. Yeah, yeah. Which I which I I mean that second guitar as well is is pure stadium. Yeah, but yeah. The, the main solo, I, I do like it. I, I actually do like it, and I think it, it's D- despite what it, you just said. Despite well, despite what I felt the first time I listened to it, when I listened to it just a moment ago, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it's big, and maybe that's why I was at first I was taken aback by it because it seemed bigger than the song. Well, indeed, yeah, it's it, it's an interesting one. It is a bit of a juxtaposition against the rest of the song, but. I think it's a juxtaposition that works. Yeah, I no, no I, I do generally. I, th- I think it does. And the more you listen to it, the more it fits. It, it, it possibly a little jarring. That's all I would say. But 
Yeah, I, I do it. like it. Fair comment. I do, I do like it. I do like it. Did you notice the literary reference in the lyrics? No. Ah, Lolita. Oh, yes, Lolita. I did. Yes, Lolita. Lolita. Yeah. yeah. Lolita, 1955 novel, Russian-American author Vladimir Nabokov, in which a middle-aged literature professor under the pseudonym Humbert Humbert becomes obsessed with a 12-year-old girl named Lolita. Sounds a bit unsa- yes. I've not read it, but it sounds a bit unsavoury. Yeah, I wasn't going to touch on it myself, but you, <laughs> you, you've brought it up. I'm not going to say anything else about that particular topic. Okay, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We, we've already been contacted by Kevin Spacey's lawyers. So Yeah, we're asking everyone is to hear from Vladimir... Blah, 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 blah. Vla, Vla, Vladimir Nabokov. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Okay, well, thoroughly enjoyed Funny Face. Shall we move on to Out of Range? Oh, yes, but I just would like to say... Is it about chocolate oranges? Uh, B-side on By The Way, A-side on Stadium Arcadian. That's what I felt. Okay. So, yeah, no, okay. It wouldn't, for me, it wouldn't have made By The Way, but it should have made Stadium. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I could... Die for you. Is... <laughs> You're very quick. Quick as an ox. Quick exotic elixir. Sharp as an eel. Well done. Eric the Eel. Okay, let's move on to Out of Range. Okay. Right, that was out of range, Samuel. It was indeed. Um, a, uh, by the way, B-side. A, by the way, era B-side from the Zephyr yes. song. So, yes. the first question is, is this song better than the Zephyr song? Wow. I know. Uh, it's, it's very good. That sounds like you're erring on the side of caution. I am. I'm going to say I've got, no. Why don't you throw Caution to the wind? Caution to the wind. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I can say that it's better than the Zephyr song. But uh, why did... Let, let's go straight to the, the meat of the matter. So, why didn't it make the album? Well, again, it's a slightly... Slightly disjointed song, possibly, with the chorus... Yeah, uh, great. I mean, I absolutely love this song. Yes, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's um, very good. I, I love the Zephyr song as well. And, yeah, and, uh, I, I think this is a draw, maybe. Um, but it's, no, I well, possibly over time it could be a draw. But at the moment, I'm still falling in favour of the Zephyr song. The Zephyr song is one on points. Yes, at the moment. Now, the intro. Because there's many times this song changes up the gears. Yeah. And the first example of that is when it changes from the intro into the verse. And the intro, in. the intro really reminds me of I Could Die For You. Yeah. Yes. It's a yeah. bit... It's, it's a bit... Um, it's not 100% similar. No. But it's got that feel. I mean, it's got... It, there's no doubt, you know, this is a by-the-way era song and it sound, it, it's got all of those undertones 
running through it. There's no, there's no mistaking that. So that could be one point in its um, against it is that it is reminiscent to me of that. That intro is reminiscent to the intro of of I Could Die for You. Yeah, but I mean, once it kicks in, it it's not because when it kicks in, this, it, the, the Chad's the, well, the myth is really coming in with um, yeah, with some, with some solid drumming there, and it really picks up the picks up the energy immediately, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly that. I mean, it's I, I've written here lovely double snare filling and guitar, and uh, so the, the double snare, hmm. the single snare, then the double snare hit me in the face. But as Jack Johnson says, the it's a very similar groove to "Did I Let You Know?" Right, if I'm with you, right. And actually, I hadn't put that put two and two together no. in terms of that. No, no, until I, I listened I to it just then, and it actually is. So. You know, no, there's no surprise, but uh, he's right on point there, as always. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, quite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say a bit more then. Um, no. Now, yeah, you, you're right. This is very, by the way, verse two. John yeah. comes in with the classic octave backing singing. I, I put the yes. classic sound of the time. Um, yeah. And then it goes into that great, I call it the boom, boom section. You know, like boom, boom. Yeah. Um, and it really puts me... I don't know why. That section really but, puts me in mind of the 1990s. But is that what you mean by sort of the unusual structure? Yeah, I think it is. It, then it moves yeah. into something which is a little bit different from what's come before it. But nothing wrong with yeah. that. No, it's just... It is an un, it's an unusual way in, I put. And then after that, it, as you, you know, it sounds good. And, and it leads back into the song well. Now, I that, think if they'd been able to lead into that section a bit more naturally, maybe you know, maybe we, we, they would have been onto something. But uh, they get out of it fantastically well and back into the song. But do. going into it, as you say, the boom booms are a little bit jarring. I'd say. Now, but, but as the song goes on, you get more used to them. And, yeah, and you actually, do. sometimes yeah. it's quite nice to you know to hear those things come in, and then we go yeah. into verse three and four where the bass is really, really noticeable in the mix. And Flea is playing some, yeah. some cracking stuff. It's really high up in the mix. Yes, he is. He is. And th- this is the thing about this song. F- Flea's sounding fantastic. John is doing everything he can on guitar and vocally. I mean, some of the backing vocals on this song, they're classic, by the way, but they are superb. And... It's, it's as far as I can tell. It's a it's a great part from the Swan as well. It's a it's a brilliant song. It really is. It's, it's a great song. It, it, you know, does it make it? There is a there is a point where I've I've made a note of here where the Swan pronounces the word swollen or swollen. So hang on, he pronounces the word swollen, swollen, swollen. But he says. Yeah, I, 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 I've gone again. I've gone again. I'm a, I'm a mess of a man. What's wrong with me today? I can't remember what my point was. You've had some beer with a barbecue beforehand. I have. You, you had yes, a barbecue and you drank some beer. That's what's happened. Now, I've, maybe I've against the song being being on an, on an album is the fact that when you get into the third and fourth verse and John starts doing the backing singing, it is reminiscent of road tripping. Road trip in. Yes. Yeah. Only briefly. Only briefly. But it is. Yes. Well, I guess 
what we're dealing with here is a band who are, who are operating within certain parameters. There are going to be times, aren't there, when one song sounds similar to another. Yeah, there's only a finite number of notes and a finite number of note combinations within the musical spectrum. Yeah, exactly. But what I say is, it sounds bloody great. And if there's a, you know, I, I let that go. I'm, self-plagiarism, I know you've had a problem with it in the past. I've not got a problem with it. No. Well, when I do it or when the chilies do it? When anyone does it. Fair enough. Um, because, because, you know, everyone's going to have their own style, aren't they? Their own sound. And the Chili's have got more sounds than most bands. But yeah, that's sometimes true. you're going to write a song that sounds a bit like another song you've done because yeah. you are the same people. And so you make it the B-side. You make it a B-side. Yeah, you make it the B-side. You make it the B-side. Going into the musical, organ and drums. Then the bass comes in. Great bass I've put during the musical breakdown. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's essentially a bass solo with some with some kind of mariachi flumpet over the top of it. And, yeah. and John comes in with a three notes. Oh. Which are very, it's a very kind of dosed guitar tone that he's got there. Yeah. Um, and actually he has a dosed guitar tone in the choruses as well when he's playing little fills yes. at the end of the lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great, it's a great musical. Talk section. about a minimal guitar contribution to that particular yeah. section. Three notes. <laughs> it's, it's tiny, tiny. Um, yeah, it, it's a lovely sound, and that that rock organ, yeah. the, the trumpet, the the minimal input from the guitar, which is perfect. Yeah, and then you're getting Chad. Really, you you are getting Chad shining through during that section as well, and he's doing the same beat. But he, then he, as as Jack Johnson says, he's opening and closing the hi hat. Right. Okay. Which gives it that sort of new dimension. So everything is going on with the myth at that, at that point then. Yeah, exactly. That's something I picked up on and, and something that, that Jack's pointed out as well. So, And Jack says, not only you know is he doing all that, but he's got all four limbs going at that, at that point. Yeah, and his when, you're, when you're going with the hi-hat, the bass drum, and the, and the hands, the only thing you can do is put a stick on your head. Yeah, well, he's probably got a maraca tied to his head. Yeah. Because it's a bit mariachi, that, that trumpet. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me, actually. Now, um, after that... Although, sec- of course, it would. <laughs> after that section we've got a bridging section into the chorus where the swan's saying I know it hurts when it's taken away and he sounds yeah. fantastic and on mm. the second half of that section before we go back into the boom boom choruses if, there's a brilliant bit of bass from Flea which is unlike anything else that's played in the song yeah um, when the swan's saying to, um, today with you or without you okay uh, it's so inventive such an inventive bass part oh it's lovely uh, yeah I mean it's hard to say why this didn't make it. Well, and we haven't even got to the best bit yet. Because so I love the fact that it's four, the, the finish of the song is four choruses. Yeah, and John, right. for the first time in the song, goes into my favourite John sound, which is that kind of mid-range R that he does. Yeah, yeah. That is classic, classic for sure. But then he does, he does those R's and then he does the woos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he hits it straight back in. I, yeah. I love that noise. Oh, well, they're deep. They're, I mean, they are mid-range, but they're for a backing. They're, they're, I mean, especially for a John backing, they're, they're quite deep, aren't they? I'd say and, um, I'd mid-range. Yeah, they are mid. Yeah, they are. Let's, let, they, should we uh, compromise on mid-range to deep? Well, no, I'm happy to admit they're mid-range. Okay. It's not, but that's, that's you know, it's not a, a point of, uh, it's, it's not folded, a bone of potential. folded very quickly there. 
Had to. Um, but yeah, I love that. I, and I love, I love the vocal. This, uh, the, the, instead of a solo, you've got a vocal-driven ending, which is something mm. a little bit different, isn't it? It, it just drives it through with that repeated um, section. I think it's great. The backings are great. Through at the end, I've written. Sums it up, doesn't it? What did you write at the end? Through. Ah, right. Short for Frusciante. Yeah, it's shorthand. That sums it up. Okay, and with that fantastic summation, through, we shall move on to Mercy Mercy. We'll move through to Mercy Mercy. Very good. Wowzers. Terrible. Okay, before we talk about Mercy Mercy, Sam, do you want to tell us what today's, who today's show sponsor is? Yes, indeed. This episode of Universally Speaking is brought to you by Wingtip. Wingtip Lager. Hang on. Did the internet just freeze then? What? <laughs> what did you just it's go the cap- Well, Wingtip Brewery, I should say. Yes. And uh, this is the Captain Pilsner. It's a, a very nice drop. I'll just have a, a sample of it right now. Please do. That's, that's quite exquisite. It's brewed and canned in the New Forest, and it was purchased for me as a gift from the local store in Everton and Lymore, who, during these difficult times, are providing everyone in the local area with exactly what they need. Love and I must say that uh, I can't imagine what anyone else would need apart from a nice gang of wing, wingtip, the captain's pilsner. From the post office, Everton Lymore post office. That's right. Brilliant. Is it brewed, in the new, brewed and canned in the New Forest? I thought it was in West Sussex. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, wonderfully smooth, smooth sponsorship there. Yeah. That's not the way to get wingtip on board. They're on board. Right, now, into Mercy Mercy. Um, first thing to say, the counting, one, two, three, four, sounded like the Rain Dance Maggie count. I know, I know it's probably, it's the same person doing the counting, but it was very reminiscent of the Rain Dance Maggie counting. Yes. Because the way Chad does it is he plays the hi-hat as well as counting in. He does it on um, yeah. Rain Dance Maggie, does it on the, the, uh, the beginning of Give It Away, the, the album version as the previous track finishes and then give it away starts yeah um great uh, lovely counting ah uh, yes indeed i mean what a funky little number this one is it certainly is now the question is it's a b-side to tell me baby is it better than tell me baby yes indeed i agree with you but i think i think that's only because tell me baby is 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 you know quite so poor yeah, yes. Well, that's, that, yeah, well done. That's exactly why. And this, this one is much better. Yeah, this one is not quite so poor. It's got a great, it's got a classic chili sound in the verses. It's got a big bass line 
and it's got those guitar stabs, like single note stabs, very yeah. similar to something like uh, Purple Stain uh, or, or, or other Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. Well, what, what, I, what I love about this song is, is the interplay between the three instrumental players mm. and then the swan comes in and just sort of comes over the top with his vocal. And it, it, at first I was kind of like, just let me listen to the, just let me listen to the instrumental because it sounds so, so funky and, you know, that groove is, is undeniable. But actually, yeah. you know, the Swan's doing a great job and what, what he does so well actually here is he, 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 he moves with the groove and he increases his, his word count inexorably and he makes some great rhymes which normally you know we take the piss out of but i think he does a good job here i too have written down that when he moves into the the kind of more 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 rappy parts yeah he does have um he did the rhymes are really great and uh, i think that that also has a kind of i could die for you vibe as well where you're moving from one part of the song which is a bit more melodic yeah into then a rap a rap section I mean, this this is such a natural progression, though. You know, from yes, it is the, the, the dirty funk of the of the opening uh, into the, that sort of sped up section, and everybody moves together. And you know, I think it shows not only a great unity within the band, but uh, that ability to move from one speed to another into into a, an entirely new section of the, of, of a song seamlessly i love it i think it's great wise words indeed and well um, i wouldn't go that far yeah on that i section, just about managed to peek it off what does that mean what does peek it off mean <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, in the chorus john plays that kind of kind of heavily treated mooga fuga murph guitar sound again and he's also doing some nice simple kind of hendrixy flicks over in the left yeah. ear yes. and over in the left ear very nice um i've made a note about the guitar solo it's quite a similar pushed just slightly pushed wah tone as the hay solo oh yes yeah yeah and it's actually quite it's similar in style of playing for the first half as well and then it goes a bit you know it goes a bit nuts um, yeah but, yeah but it's that yeah. kind of it's that kind of um it's that kind of sound isn't it it, it is i mean I, I think i would personally have put this uh, going back I, I personally would have put this on the album on stadium, yeah, I think it deserves a spot. I'll go on. As do I. As do I. Now, when we do our condensed album condensing, yeah, when we condense stadium, can we bring in some B sides if we want to? No, I'm afraid we can't. No, no. The rules okay. are the rules are hard and fast on this condensing. Well, they are, and I, you know, I understand that, and I will adhere to the rules. I, but I, I think it's it's my duty to you know, explore exactly what's possible. Hmm. Without rules, Sam, what would we have? Chaos. Chaos, indeed. We don't want chaos in this podcast. That's <laughs> the last thing we want. Now, yeah, so nice guitar solo. And when John does open up a bit more, that doesn't go on for very long. And Flea, leading into the, uh, the, the next part of the song after the guitar solo, when it goes into that kind of a breakdown part, he yeah. does a nice, a, nice, um, a nice little bass lead out of the solo. Yeah, very, very yeah. nicely done. Uh, I mean, Flea's work within this song is exemplary. Uh, it's so funky and so groovy. I mean, I don't want to say groovy. Groovy, I, I think I think I just have. You said it twice. 
It sucks me in, you know. It just sucks me in. Does it? I think that's true. But what I will say is that uh, Jack Johnson, the drama ambassador, has confirmed that I was correct to to call the middle of a symbol the bell of the symbol. Ah, yes, the bell bell end. The bell end. And what he actually outlines here is what Chad does effectively is he hits both the bell and the sort of main body of the symbol to to give you that kind of combined effect. Yeah, so it's not just the ringing sound of the bell or the, no. or the kind of more splashy sound of the cymbal. It's, it's right. a combination of the two. Two Good. birds with one why, stone, as Jack Johnson this said. Is, this is why this man is on board. This is why we've brought him in. Such he, nuggets as that. Yes, exactly. Um, now, I think you have that nice breakdown section where the drums drop out and you get a bit of trumpet... Um, yeah, we're getting a lot of trumpet today. We are. It's, it's trumpet-heavy, this podcast. And, but unfortunately, when you have that verse, there's no rapt section leading no. into the choruses. Now, I think I, think I might I listen back to it and listen to the point where uh, the chorus comes in and thought, could you have substituted that more melodic part for the rap section straight into the chorus? And I think that would have worked yeah. as well. I yeah, think I would have yeah. preferred to have to just gone up in you know the to chorus get the worked straight better back up. with yeah with that other section with that leading yeah yeah no I, I I think you're probably right I mean it's a matter of taste of course it is but but I think you're right now um, nice double length chorus at the end the second chorus has got alternate lyrics nice Chad roll down nice Chad roll down the drum kit. I'm not, I'm, not really much I'm, not, I'm not putting the comma oh, in the right place. It's, it's spreading. It's spreading. <laughs> not putting the comma in the right place. A nice roll from Chad that goes down the kit, down, yes. down the toms. A nice Chad. Yeah. Roll um, down the kit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, it, it ends on a rather strange, kind of unresolved note, doesn't it? Yeah, but I like that. Yeah, it, I think it's. That, it, it's interesting, but it doesn't seem like the song to have that kind of strange ending. No, I know what you mean, but I, what, I, what I've become increasingly aware of is like the, the finite number of ways to end a song. And so I'd like to hear something a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fair enough. I like it. Now. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. It's not... Uh, it's not necessarily the way you would expect this particular song to end. No, it's not. But it's, you know, very good song. Overall, a very good song. It's a very good song. A little-known song, I, I must say. Hmm. Looking at the, um, you know, and all the comments on YouTube and other platforms, it seems that it seems to have gone somewhat under the radar. Well, I, I have to admit, I was never compelled to buy the Tell Me Baby single, so... That may be why. Hmm. Um, yeah, listening to Tell Me Baby on the album was bad enough. Yeah, I didn't have to splash out extra money. Mind you, if I'd known this was going to be the B-side, I might have. Well, I think that's... Th- this is something I do actually want to talk about, is... For me, traditionally, I have always thought of B-sides as being B-grade. Okay. Just purely because they didn't, you know, they didn't make the album, the band don't rate them they're not as good as the album tracks that was my that was my 
sort of thinking behind all of this. Yeah, I agree. I, I, but now I don't think that's true. I think with the Chilis, it's not because they record such a volume of tracks. Yeah. That yes. That yes. You know, often with bands, with other bands, you're going to get a weaker song. Um, something didn't make the album for a really good reason or demos or, or that kind of thing. Yeah, demos yeah, songs, might, I mean, some bands can only just scrape an album together, can't they? Yeah. These are finished songs done to a high standard. Finish? Yeah. Yes, finish. So, songs from Finland? Yeah. Songs that the Chili's wrote in Finland done, yeah. done to a high standard. Yes. And, yeah, it, it's quality stuff. It's quality stuff. Yeah, it is. And this is really, you know, doing this has really opened my eyes. I was, I was familiar with a lot of these songs. I'm so loud in my own ears. I was familiar with a lot of these songs, but not necessarily sort of to this level of listening to them, you know, properly analysing them. These B-sides are quality. There is enough here. There's enough history with the B-sides that the Chilies have released to release a full double album of B-sides. Yeah, there, there's no doubt that... Um, that the fans would appreciate. Yeah, that would be great. Now, moving on now to, uh, <laughs> to a certain someone. Are you ready to move on? Uh, I am. I mean, you know, I am. Okay. We're going to listen to a certain someone. <laughs> see, you in a, see you in a minute. Bye. When will it come around The wind that will inspire When will it make a sound Sound I desire Cause we all need something Certain something that's true Floating upstream I've seen the spider Well, that is, that is two and a half minutes of loveliness, in my opinion. You know that one? What do you think? I too, I too enjoyed it. Yes. A B-side for Tell Me Baby, the eternal question is... Is that song better than Tell Me Baby? Yes. Yes, okay, I'll go with yes as well. <laughs> you sounded a bit begrudging there, but... Well, I don't like to say that every song is better than Tell Me Baby. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, I mean, I don't see, you know, that's such a little one. Why couldn't they have just put that on anyway? And then if they wanted to put Tell Me Baby on, which they seem to have wanted to do, everyone would have been happy. It's a nice song. Now, why didn't it make it? Why didn't it make it? Very, very difficult to tell. Is it similar-ish to If? No. Right. It's, you know, If isn't even that good. Well, we can't, we can't say that yet. No, but if we were going to say that, take If off. You know, if you're worried about If and This clashing, take If off and put This on. This, to if, me, Sam, has got Sam, a lot... If you continue to talk about if, I'm going to have to, to mute you. Yeah, fine. If... <laughs> no, no, there's nothing to do with the song. If... <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> if you do X, Y, and Z, then you'll be a man, my son. Yeah, exactly. But this song, to me, has a lot more um, sincerity and a lot more 
meaning. And I know, you know, I know if I, I know about that, and let's not talk about it. Let's brush if but, under the carpet. Yeah, that's. But this, this to me seems like a very, a very sincere little number. I think it's we um, from everyone. We, yeah, I mean, and we do talk about the swan a lot, and we praise him sometimes, and we we are slightly critical of him sometimes. But this is a lovely vocal performance from the swan. Yeah, it's so intimate, and yeah. Um, yeah. The whole song sounds very intimate, and it's just great work from us. I had goosebumps. I have a slight problem with this song, um, but the first two verses and the yeah. last verse, I get goosebumps. They're absolutely beautiful. I think, uh, you know, I agree with you. It's, um, it's very short, but yet it packs a punch. It's got a lovely electric, um, lovely electric piano playing along. Like at the beginning, there isn't any guitar. It's no. just a really nice descending bass line. With the, um, with the, you just have that with the electric piano playing, and you do have yeah. you do have the guitar playing those those um, those faded in notes. Yes, sound like a bit like a trumpet or a horn of some some description. Oh, I thought you were going to say horse. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Less like a horse. Um, more like a horn. More like a horn. Um, it's just really beautiful stuff. And also you have the synth, the synthesizer strings in there as well. Just kind of... They're mixed... Actually, the synth strings are mixed a little bit loud for my taste. Yeah, um, just, I, I think they're right. I said that I love this song and I pick it to bits. But, um, well, no, I, I think... Um, I would agree with you, actually. Those, those strings are a bit high. Hmm. And you know the swan is very prominent in the mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that that's that's not unusual, uh, you know, of songs like this. You know, look at a song like Porcelain. Absolutely, it's very high. Absolutely, yeah. And also, we know the swan has a penchant for singing very close to the microphone as well. So quite often he is he is tight in on the mic. His, yes. his recording technique isn't traditional per se. No. I don't know if you would, you know, if you, you know, watch Funky Monks, how he's recording. It's not. Yeah, with that big can of beans. Yeah, with the old big can of beans. He's right on it. I don't know if that's how he recorded um, Stadium, but. Well, you know, um, during one of the recordings, his mic fell off and he told Zygmunt about it. Yes. What? Zygmunt. Oh, yes. On the, on the, doc- on the documentary. Yeah. He also gets up at 12.01, from what I've heard. He, he, he does. And then Rick rolls up at around and, 1.01. Or yeah, another, and a bit later. Another time. Yeah, another time. And then 12.02. Then that's, a, that's what made it so unusual. He got up at 12.01 and Rick arrived at 12.02. <laughs> Rick must have been waiting. Yeah, yeah. Um, he literally walks out of his bedroom door at 12.01 and Rick is there. Rick. <laughs> How long have you been here, Rick? Since 9.01. Yeah. Um, Good grief. I, I just am not so keen on the middle section of this song. Um, I don't really like the arpeggio. You know, the, there's some arpeggio guitar on the second half of the middle part. Yeah. And it's a bit plinky-plonky. Yeah. I, I must say, I, I I couldn't really find anything anything bad to say about this song. It, it's, if anything, it's not long enough. Oh, I like its brevity. Yeah. Well, that's that's is is that a positive or a negative? Well, it's a positive for me because I like it. Yeah. What I need right now 
is two positives. Yeah, and I just had a negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Flea in that middle section is playing some lovely bass. Um, and yes. he actually, there's, there's points where he doubles the arpeggioed guitar and um, very effective. Uh, GTP, arpeggio guitar playing is where you're, I've, I've, I've said this before on the podcast, think about Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. That's an arpeggio. It's playing each string individually in a chord. Do you like R.E.M.? R.E.M., bloody love them. Yeah. Bloody love them. Actually, talking about other music that we like, we should have been watching Guns N' Roses in London today. Oh, don't even go there, man. Sorry, man. That's, that's filthy. Yeah, we should have been there. Look at it. Look at it out. Look out your window. I know. I was looking at the weather yesterday. We, two, two bold men. We would have been absolutely... <laughs> we would have been burning like cinders. I, I was meant to be there yesterday as well. And the, the yeah, you were. Glorious. Oh, my God. You'd have been burnt to a crisp by the time we got there today. You don't even own a hat. I do. I've got a No Fear black cap. Oh, you have? Yeah, it's black. Uh, that's a good idea. Right, anyway. Enough cap chat. Attract the sun with the darkest cap you well, can find. While we were on break on between songs, I did think of what you could call a podcast about John Frusciante playing door songs. Oh, yeah. Break on through. Very good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, anyway, anyway, this song, there's not a huge amount to say about it. I like the fact that yeah. the last notes on the guitar, instead of being the, um, the volume pot swell on a single note, it's the volume pot swell on, sounds like three strings, so like just playing a little chord. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a nice touch. Um, but yeah. Lovely, lovely tune. A lovely tune, one that I would have liked to have heard on the album, um, and it only, you know, in a selfless way, so that other people, you know, it was more widely heard. What an incredibly selfless act that would have been on your part. Okay, let's move on to Teenager in Love. Oh, yes. Okay then, Teenager in Love. Teenager yes. in Love, originally recorded by Dion and the Belmonts. That's right. Released in March 1959. And in May, yeah. in May 1959, there were three versions of this song in the British Top 20 at the same time. Well, um, what... Uh what? So Dion and the Belmonts was the original? Dion, Dion and the Belmonts apparently recorded it first, but there's also a version in 59 recorded by Marty Wilde, who's Kim Wilde's dad. Christ. And a version that was in the top 20 at the same time recorded by Craig Douglas, who was born in Newport on the Isle of Wight. They were all jumping on the bandwagon. They were all jumping on the Teenager in Love bandwagon, and I sense that you're very, very keen on this one. I am keen as mustard. Why? Uh, why? You know, I heard this song for the first time in, in, and I was in a place called New Zealand. Uh, okay, let's hear this then. Go on. Um, and I, I'm sure you'll agree, it's unlike anything I'd heard the, the Chili's do up to that point. 
I'd agree. It struck a chord with me, I'm not going to lie. Did it? You could have, and right? I could have, but um, on this occasion I chose not to. So whereabouts in NZ were you at the time, do you remember? Why, why did you hear this at that, at that particular time? I don't know. I don't, you know, I, I, th- I, don't, I just don't know. It's just, where, it, it's that moment in time, maybe I'd heard it before. Maybe I hadn't. <laughs> okay. But, uh, it's just undermined yeah, the entire point of the story. No, I, I can't clarify that I had, but it was that is at that moment. In a, I think I was in Christchurch or some somewhere. We went to a lot of places in New Zealand, most of which I can't remember the names of. But it, this song, I heard it and I loved it. And I've, ne- you know, I've not necessarily ever been a big fan of of this kind of music or this particular moment in time. You know, the fifties. Surprised it was so late in the 50s. Yes, actually, it surprised me when I looked it up. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you know, it, for me, this sound epitomises the 50s. Yeah, it's this that very sound. doo-woppy sound, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. quite right. I was surprised it was that late as well. Um, okay, so you, you, are, you like this. Do you like the performances? Yes. I, I love... The performance of everyone, I think the swan sounds wonderful. I love the the slight effect on the swan's voice to give it that you know slightly authentic feel. Yeah, yeah. John, John. I mean, we we all know that John's vote, John's backing vocals take a lot from this period anyway. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So to hear him doing it, you know, in a in in a straight, you know, just a song from the time is great. He obviously doesn't struggle. He's made for this well, in many the, ways. The singing, the backing singing he's doing is very, very similar to the um, deal on the Belmont's version. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, the, the tempo is pretty much the same. Backing singing is very similar. The drums are sim- very similar. The lead vox are very similar, and the bass is uh, very similar. If <laughs> so, <laughs> if it sounds. It sounds to me as if it might be quite similar. It's similar. Yeah, it's similar. Um, and the swan, but that's fine by me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you just cover a song and you do it straight up and. And the swan is, again, we've just said he was tight in on the mic on the last tune. He's tight in on the mic again here. He's, he you know, sounds very close. Yes. Yeah, he does. And he's front and centre, but I think it, I think that's fine. It sounds good. It, it, I, sometimes, I yeah. I, and, you know, the, looking back to the 50s, which I think we all should do sometimes, because before, as a race... Before, as a human race, we became this juggernaut of destruction. This was a time of, of, of innocence, of hope. And yet, now we are, here we are 50 years later, and we, and we know that a lot of that hope is gone. So, wow. I, 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 take, I take a lot of, sort of solace from, from this period, the music of the period, the, the fashion, I love the fashion as well. You love the music and fashion of the late 50s. <laughs> Too. You're always saying, no, in fairness, you're always saying that. But I just, I'm just, I'm just losing hope, and 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 it was around this oh, sort dear. of time when when everything was was still possible, and and everything that we've done since has led to the destruction of the planet and the destruction of, of you know, of everything that that we should be trying to look after. Well, who'd have thought that talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers covering "Teenager in Love" would have led us down that that particular path? Anyway, Sam, come on, cheer yourself back up. 
Yes, now, I'll, have a, I'll have a sip of wingtip. Yes, have a sip of Captain's Lager. You'll be all right. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's called Captain's Pilsner. The, the, the swan, though, is great on this song. However, on the second time he does the Why Must I Be a Teenager in Love, and it's very, you know, he's right up there. There's nothing else happening when he's having to sing that. No. He's very, very pitchy on the second time. It's, well, we know he's, he's capable of being pitchy. We know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they didn't go back and, and patch it up or have him just, just retake that. But, you know, it, it's fine. It just is. You know, we're here to, to, to point out things. and um, I'm not pointing out. You are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to point <laughs> these things out. He's great on this song. He's just a bit yeah, pitchy there. No, fair play, fair play. Um, you know, overall, it's a, it's a nice cover. The, the question of is this better than By the Way doesn't apply because it's not a chilly song. No, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, would, should this have gone on the album? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, having, having heard of your deep-rooted passion for 1959, I imagine you wanted the whole album to be do-what covers. Well, <laughs> uh, I just I, I love it I, I'm not surprised they didn't make it but I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did it and I'm glad they did it so closely to the original because it's, it's you know like you say sometimes it's just nice to do a straight up cover especially after 50 years you know or 40 years as it was yeah that that that, that style of music that sound to many people to many Chili's fans would have been something actually new and uh, they did a great job. Yeah, yeah, super cover. Well done, lads. Oh, the swan, uh, the swan. The myth sounds like he's playing with brushes to my ear. What does um, what does Jack say uh, he's using? Well, I can confirm. Although uh, he doesn't say a great deal about the song, he basically says, you know, he's he he, he does it justice. Yeah, of course. But he does indicate uh, that he may have been playing with rods. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought he maybe was playing with rods on a certain someone as well. Yes. <laughs> as indicated by Jack Johnson, the drum ambassador. Yes. So, <laughs> just to clarify, did Jack say that Chad, was, that Chad was playing with rods on a certain someone or on Teenager in Love? Both. Okay, fair enough. Basically, those big bundles of matchsticks. Yeah, is that what a rod is? Yeah, you know, you get them, you get lots of little yeah. wooden rods turned into yeah. one. No, you see, when I hear the word rod, I immediately think of a bit of metal. Rod. Like a rod of metal. Well, fair enough, but um, I think in this, in this context... Which, which, which doesn't make sense in a drumming context, because a rod of metal would be much louder than a stick and a brush. You're quite right, and heavier. And it goes straight through your skins. Anyway, that was rod chat, and yeah. we will move on to Rivers of Avalon now, shall we? Yes. Wow, what a tune. Rivers of Avalon, that is a belter. That is a, a full throttle, hellbent ride to 
what I would call musical justice. Wow, that is a bold statement, sure, but correct. Yes. What a, I mean, what a really, really great track. It almost seems unfair to ask the question, is this better than the Zephyr song? Of which it was a B-side, because it's just a different beast, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. um, The Zephyr Zephyr song is a great track, and and actually quite quite an unusual specimen in itself. Hmm. I've never heard there's a Zephyr song called a specimen before. We haven't. Well, you have now. We haven't covered it, have we? And, and <laughs> therefore, we can't. We can't. We can't talk about detail. it. We get the doctor's so we, nail. <laughs> we, we can only refer to it, with, you know, in medical type terms. Well, quite. I can imagine going to the doctor's and they ask me to bring in a specimen. Yeah, uh, bring, in, bring in the bring in the Zephyr song. Bring in an MP3 of the Zephyr song. <laughs> have a listen to this, doc. Is this what you were after? No, I was after a sample of your urine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, hang on. Right. Just this is. But would this even fit on? By the way, it doesn't sound like a. By the way. Oh, it, come it, on, come on, buddy. It sounds like this is the place too at times. Yes. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, notwithstanding the fact that it sounds like this is the place, which is may yeah. well be why it got left off the the album. It, yes, just as a whole thing. Okay, for me, the reasons it get the, the, uh, this might be a bit a bit rudimental, but you know, for me, it's it's too shit. It sounds like another song. Um, there's too many songs of it of that nature, i.e., ballad or power track. They're the reasons. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> a, what does rudimental mean? <laughs> B. Yes, it does sound like another song in yeah. in parts. But am I to take it from that you're not very keen on this song? No, I'm outlining the reasons why a particular song might not make the album. Right, so I misunderstood. <laughs> you, you, you went too rudimental, even for me. Yeah. So it it's shit. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was staggered when you went through that list. <laughs> I know. This song's not shit. This is a good song. So why do you but think it got left off then? It sounds too much like This Is The Place. Yeah. You can't have this and This Is The Place on the same album. If, you, if it was you making the decision, what would you have put on? <sighs> I mean, I love This Is The Place. As do I. I, I mean, I still think... I yeah, still think no, it's, I'm, this is I'm the sticking place. with it. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, it, this is the place. Because an, well, this is we, the we place can't discuss it, obviously. No, we can't. But it's it, for me, it's iconic. So, you know, some of the vocals on "This Is the Place" and just the, the musical interplay of, on "This Is the Place" outstrips this. Just yeah, and he, I like the way he talks about um, Wolverine on "This Is the Place." Well, I like the way he talks about uh, being caught in, caught in a flashing ray. I like the way he, he talks about a popping jay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like the way he talks about um, having to ask someone something, which I can't remember. I wish I'd never mentioned it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, let's get back to Rivers of Avalon. Um, yes. About time. Interesting, interesting guitar intro. It's a nice guitar riff. Yes. Um interestingly i think when john's just playing it on his own at the beginning there it sounds slightly stuttering not not completely fluid mm. but then when the almost, drums 
Well, almost in the way that there's a, a loose connection. No, almost in the way of... It's difficult to describe. It almost sounds like it's waiting for the drum and bass to come in to complete the, the sound. Oh, I see. Okay. And when the drum and bass do come in, boy, do they complete the sound. Oh, yeah, they come in and they come in big way. I mean, uh, looking at what Jack Johnson's got to say about this, he just says this is a powerhouse performance from the myth. Oh, absolutely, it um, is. Absolutely, it is. And Jack also talks about a note I made, and we're, we're jumping forward to the choruses, where right. Chad plays... Um, like the first half of the chorus is oh, on, yes. the, on the hi-hat and then moves over to the ride, which just, just opens up the whole song. You, you listen to when he switches from the hi-hat to the, to the ride. Oh, uh, we know the that. The song goes massive. Yeah, I mean, that, that is a... I mean, Jack will know this, and, that, and even I know this as a, as a rudimentary-level drummer. When you switch to... Yeah, when you switch to the hi hat, it really it not only opens the song up, but as a as a as a drummer, it makes you feel free. When you switch to the ride, yeah, it does. I agree. And oh, I, to the ride, sorry. and I to as the a ride, did I, I say the hi hat? You did, but I, I meant the ride. I completely agree as a rudimentary drummer myself because I do play all the drums on my own tracks. BenTownsendMusic.net forward slash original songs, and I play all the all the drums on my own tracks at SoundTownsendMusic.vw or GW. Yeah, where was it? Guinea Wasana. Guinea Bissau. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, yeah, but it sounds absolutely great, and and you know it does. Yes. It, what's I think what's nice about that is and then we'll. No, please well, go ahead. I, I then, will. Then, I, I have to, I've got to say this. Uh, 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 Chocolate oranges are available at Rawlins. Fantastic. They're, but they are, they are, are, they, are they damaged? They've got superficial no, damage. Uh, yours isn't damaged. They're all I'll damaged. You yours. <laughs> <laughs> They're all damaged, Lim. Um, <laughs> no, once you throw in the Freshante's backing vocals, you <laughs> hang open on, it. Hang on, I'm sorry. Does he just pay for Jills? Am I right in thinking he pays? Yeah. No, he, no he, he pays for the receptionists. Seasons? Yeah, he pays for Seasons. Does he? I thought he paid for Jills. Okay. Well, we'll... No, no, he, he, of course, hilariously makes love to Jill in the dark. <laughs> Gets uh, chocolate mousse all over himself. Yes. Do you know who's yeah, like, you know, got some he, mousse on you? <laughs> yeah, it applies a prosthetic. Keeps the Sorry, do you mind? Do you mind if I talk during this? Keeps the wolf uh, from the door. Keeps, keeps the wolf from the door. Anyway, we're just <laughs> quoting Alan Partridge now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about uh, George back in back. The, the uh, pedestrianisation of, of Norwich City, City Centre. Yes, great stuff. But once, once you okay, so you, you, what we're taking here is the myth opening up on the ride. Yeah, John opening up with those soaring backing vocals. Oh, they are a, a brilliant backing vocals. So they're huge. This is this is what they've got. This is these are the layers they possess. This is why they're so good. They can start with bass, guitar, drums, vocals. Then they can then they can bring in. Another layer of drums, another layer of backing vocals, something that the swan does. Flea can do something. This is, it's like this. I'm doing this. I wish, like the, I wish the listeners could see you. You're gesticulating all over the place. 
Yeah, and that this is why, and this is what makes this song a song like this so good. It really it does starts. Build. It starts powerful, and it builds to a point where the listener just wants to explode. Have it. Yes. Have a listen to um, the guitar. There's a nice uh, lead guitar line underneath the chorus. And um, as it comes out of certainly chorus one into, into, the, um, into the next verse, John plays some really notable double stops um, yes. to lead into it. And it's very nice. Just holds up the track a bit, then it releases into the next verse. GTP, GTP. Yeah. A double yes. stop being when you play in... Um, well, two, stop times two. Two, yeah, two two strings at once in a in a line in a lead line. Yeah, yeah, but it's that it, it, it is that that attention to detail that stop go stop go. Hmm. It's it's fantastic here. And then in I, I tell you what, if it wasn't for this is the place, I know, I know, but I'm glad this is the place exists. And then yeah. rocks into verse two, and John starts helping out another layer, helping out. Anthony, because he starts singing octaves up on the um, on the end of lines, and and then you have some lovely keyboards, Sam. In the in the second half of the first yeah, verse, the in the yeah, second the half of the first verse, you have keyboard stabs. In the second half of um, the second half of the second verse, you have keyboards, but they're not stabs; they're more chords. Yeah. Um, and then later on, um, as you come out of the guitar solo you have the keys come in and they've got, you can tell it's the, it's the by the way era because it sounds, yes. it sounds like the keyboards off um, warm tape. Yeah. I mean, th- this song is undoubtedly by the way era I, and what an era it was, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic album. These are fa- this is a fantastic B side. The Swans vocal is undoubtedly by the way, John, God bless him was producing unbelievable backing vocals, which can only be by the way era. Well, no, no, I disagree. John can produce unbelievable backing vocals whenever he wants. He can, but, I mean, this just stinks of by the way. Yes, it does. It's dripping in by the way. (laughs) It did. Um, It's absolutely laden. Yeah, I have to say... They they covered it in by the way era and then tossed it into the trash. Well, quite. I mean, I, I, I've literally no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> I'll move forwards. Um, I, uh, I went to listen to, by the way, I went to sit on the bench outside in the garden a couple of days ago. And mm. I, I thought I'll listen to, by the way, I couldn't find my CD of it. So I, I re-downloaded it, re-downloaded it onto my phone. It's just a, it's a wonderful album. It's astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, solo's nice in this song. Although, we should say, that know, that's not a hint to what we think about, by the way. No, I hate it. Okay, let's, let's, let's forge forward with Rivers of Avalon. Right. Um, nice, simple solo, which really brings the bass guitar to the fore, I've, I've written. Yes, it's yes. A, it's a really good... Um, it's a really good showcase for John and Flea playing together. It's, a, it's, well, it's, it's ostensibly a guitar solo, but the bass is actually really, really helping it out. Yeah, and that, this is, it's that kind of interplay which sometimes goes unnoticed, I think, but when they, when they, when they get that right, you're not sure if it's a guitar solo or whether it's a, just a, a, not necessarily a bass solo, but a musical interlude. They mix so well. 
That's a nice way of describing it. All you hear is that relationship, and it's lovely. Here's another point about the myth. As we come out of... Um, as you come out of the solo, you've I got... see. You, have, you ta- have, you, have you slightly taken over the drum? The, the, the drum, drum, the drum points. No, because this is one that Jack didn't make, but it's something that I picked up on. It's something. There's some things I do when I play the drums because I'm not a particularly good drummer, which I find to be very effective. And Chad does it here. Right. Um, coming out of um, out of the last verse into the last chorus, Chad instead of doing a roll into the chorus just does a double snare hit. Oh, yeah. And it kind of pauses, it slows the song up, it almost pauses the song and allows it to then release back into, um, release back into a a brilliant outro chorus. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just as a a very simple drummer myself, that kind of thing, I I kind of fall back on that kind of motif. And um, it's certainly... Yeah, the thing is that, that sometimes simplicity is the key to success. You're absolutely right. And I think this, yeah, sometimes you can, you can do everything you want, you know, loads of rolls, loads of smashes, loads of whatever. But Chad is notorious for his snare. His snare is crystal clear and crisp. Yes, indeed, yeah. And actually, talking about that, oh, we, we did discuss what snare it is, didn't we? Yes, is it a bell? the Terminator. The Terminator. Um, Terminator. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, I'll do my young Arnold impression, okay? So oh, this, yes. this is him in the early days. Hang on, I have to do it off mic. I'm the Terminator. Okay, got it. I'm the Terminator. No, that's not very good. No, is that, what, was that supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yes, a young Arnold. I'm the, right. I'm the Terminator. Terminator. No, I, I can't do it today. It's normally better than that. Um, okay, I'll do one. Go on then. I'm the Terminator. No, I need no Terminator. No, no. Let's move past this. We, we've done Arnold before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it never goes well. It's been a while. It has been a while. And, well, and I'd you've just, just like to say, give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. That's lovely. Hang on. Hang on. If we are doing this, then let's do it. Which we are. Uh, yes. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Not better than my last one. Last time we did an unfortunate impression, I started talking. <laughs> did something very strange. <laughs> you did. You did that. That was quite nice. Yeah. Is there any other? What's another iconic line? I know now why you cry. <laughs> that was oh, more yeah, like well, a Werner Herzog. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to give it a go. I, I'm not. I'm Please not do. As familiar. What films this for? Oh, Terminator. Ter- uh, before he goes into the, the metal at the end, molten metal. Oh, of course, yes, yeah. Oh, well, I'll do it. I mean, I haven't studied it, but I will do it. I know now why you cry. Hmm, interesting. That's a different take on it. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't happy with it, but, uh, you know, I hope over it. Tech, send, send me a message. I don't think you're going to want to get messages about that particular impression. No, no ignore that. That particular chessboard. Um, right. coming, coming out of... Um, oh, you're not going to do it? You're not doing it? Not doing what? I know now why you cry. I did it. Oh, you did it already? Hang on. I know now why you cry. Not- <laughs> <laughs> you should see his face when he does that. It's brilliant. <laughs> okay. Now, did you notice on Rivers of Avalon, mm. in the last chorus, John doesn't come in with the backing singing. The first half of the first... There's two choruses at the end. Yes. And on the first one, the first half of the first one, he doesn't do the backing singing. 
he then because yeah. it builds and builds and builds for the first for the first last chorus there's no backing singing then in comes the original backing singing yeah. and then for the actual last chorus there it's the original backing singing in in like all round and then in the left ear on the on the three count you get a, a drop in of another bit of backing singing oh christ oh it's almost it drowns out the um the the main vocal yeah it's it well it sounds to me like a late decision because it's a very clear cut isn't it yes it, sound, yeah. it sounds yeah, it, is. it sounds like something that was done and maybe they thought maybe john recorded the whole thing the whole line yeah and they thought oh we'll just actually we could just do it for the last two two um two counts of the bar and so they just yeah. spliced it just cut it in half and dropped it in yeah 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 these decisions will will never be you know fully parties of what happened we can speculate we'll never be privy but you know talking about the swan i think he's great on the whole song and he holds that last note very very well he does. He, he, he does. Yeah. And what yeah. a big epic last chord it is as well. Is it? Yeah. Swirly keys. Swirly keys. John giving it that big one, yeah. and the swan holding the note. Yeah. By the way, two thousand. You know, early two thousands. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Back performing to their. The, the, these were the days. I mean, these were the yeah. days of our lives. Yeah, truly were a band. That, who could do very, very little wrong at this point. No, and, and, and for good reason, I should add. Thank you for adding that. Uh, now, I should add that. Do you have anything else to add to Rivers of Avalon? <sighs> I'm, I'm sorry it didn't make the album. I understand why it couldn't make the album, but it's a great track and it's one that, we, you know, hopefully... By doing this, we're making people aware of it. I'm sure that everyone who's interested in listening to it has already heard it. But if there's anyone who listens to this and goes and listens to it, I think we've done our job. It's a great song. It deserves to be listened to. It came from an era which was absolutely stunning. Say no more. In fact, I do want to say um, thank you to Jonathan Macker. Or Matcher. Jonathan, I'm sorry, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce your surname. Um, who you never are, never are. Who emailed in? Who is from Michigan, in fact, and uh, born and raised in Michigan, and uh, and um, he was uh, talking about the fact that he's been getting back into the B sides, and um, you know, thanks us for leading that conversation. And so, the point you make it about getting people back into or into these songs is um, yes. a valid one. He also it's sent some lovely information about Trenary Toast, which you'll talk about on the, uh, in your Michigan Facts. Yes, exactly. It's nice to hear that, uh, although he wasn't necessarily convinced that Trenary Toast was the inspiration for the Sintman lyric. Well, you mentioned Finland earlier, and of course Jonathan's half Finnish. Yes, so you know, Goodness, it, it, all comes, it, it all comes full circle, which it is does. Pr- probably a good place to, to to finish this episode, given that we've uh, we've uh, gone full circle so clear, cleverly. We have, and it's been wonderful. It's been a very very hot day here in the UK. Twenty five degrees is that's that's my my own personal reading. Okay, could be more. Should we quickly do the handles? Let's do the handles. I know mine. Okay then, so if you want to contact us about anything Red Hot Chili Peppers related, or anything else. Anything else, not, you know, not abusive. 
Yeah, don't be nasty. If you want to send us your um, MP3s of your Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions, please do. Oh, that would be nice. Yes, we would like the lines. Um, that that would be nice. Yes, uh, we'd like. Uh, what does he say? I want or I need or give me your give me your clothes. No, your he just says, give me your clothes, your boots, boots and your motorcycle. And your motorcycle. Okay, we'll have that. We'll have. Um, if you can do it better than that, then yeah, yeah, then you're almost. Which you almost certainly can. Um, <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Um, we'll have. I know now why you cry. And what was the other one? That's it. Okay. So, uh, oh, or I'm the Terminator. I'm the Terminator. So, if you want to contact us about that, Ben Townsend mm, Music. Please do. I mean, that would be great if we if we got a raft of replies. <laughs> a subset of Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. I think you know. I think there's a lot of people out there who who secretly sit in their bedroom doing Arnie impressions. I'm convinced there is. Okay, so if you would like to write in, my my uh, website is bentownsendmusic.net, which will give you all the links you need. But um, to save you, no, do do that. But uh, directly, I am bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com on email. Sam. Uh, what are you on Reddit, for example? I am um, Sam Townsend. Dot. No, you're not. You're universally no. RHCP odd Sam on Reddit. That's right. That's the one. I, yeah. I am unispeak hyphen RHCP. He does it to me every week. He stitches me up and asks me what I am, and he knows he don't know what I am. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I am. I, I am unispeak hyphen RHCP podcast. Um, yeah. On Twitter, I am universally RHCP. Sam, what are you on Twitter? I am at Stack Townsend, and I, I had a lovely uh, interaction with Nigel Kelly this week about my Michigan facts, which was very nice. That's very nice so, to hear. So if you do want to contact me directly and avoid having anything to do with Ben, which is understandable, I'm at Stack Townsend. Otherwise, go through the other means. Yeah, I have to say, this is the first time that you've uh, you've told me that you're in personal contact with Nigel Kelly behind my back. Oh, me and Nigel, you know. You like know two, I, I, are you like two sweet peas in an even, in sweeter, an even pot? sweeter Well, we are, in many ways. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Uh, shout out to, to, to Nigel Kelly, an, an early but, adopter. Oh, he was an early adopter. And an ambassador. Yes, yeah, so, of course. Thank you so much to listening to this episode of University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. B-sides have been extremely uh, fun for us to talk about. Email yeah. in with any points you want to make. Send us your Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. And for the last time, we'll be back. We'll be back.